Hi everyone, welcome back to the Subs Bench. This is the 11th episode of the sports section of BenchPod and today I'm joined by two guests for the very first time. Uh, I've got Nishal with me. Hi Sam, good to be back today. And Max. Good afternoon. So uh, Nish and Max have both been on the podcast before. Uh, as I said, the first time we've got two guests on the podcast and the first time we've got someone in the same room with me to record. Mm. Um, yeah, you guys well, come across the country to get we, here. We've trekked halfway across the country just to be on Real Ostrich Bench Pod, so we're very yeah, happy to be yeah. here. This is exactly. going to be the worst episode of the podcast, so good mm. luck to everyone listening. Enjoy. Um, we'll, start off, we'll start off with the news, as always. Uh, we'll leave all the transfer news for last, so we'll start off with some of the stories. Uh, one of the big stories of the week is Lionel Messi confirming that he's remaining at Barcelona, but he did an interview uh, after confirming that, uh, in which he confirmed that he was only staying at Barcelona to uh, avoid getting into a legal dispute with the club, mm. and he sent shots for uh, the leadership at the club, including the president, Bartomeu. Yeah, it was a really fascinating interview with Gold because obviously this whole transfer saga has been weird and unexpected for example you know he one moment he wants to leave and next he's saying i'm going to stay and of course his contract expires next summer so this may well be his final season at a club that he's been with since he was a young boy so if it is his last season how you hope he's going to go out on a high uh, maybe finally win the champions league after six years first time since 2015 but um what was interesting about the move as we were saying before was how much it meant to his family as well. You know, he said that when he told his sons he was thinking of leaving, they were crying, they were devastated, they didn't want to move on. So it makes you realise it was more than just a financial move and a football move, you know. It was a huge life move on the line for Messi and his family. Yeah, it's quite a sad thing to see because you see the sort of suffering that he's having to go through uh, that he will most likely face going into the season from the fans' backlash, but also that he will most likely face next season, especially with the pain of having to move away from a club which he's been at for the majority of his life. So it's really a shame to see, but uh, as long as he's happy with his move, I mean, we're there to support him. Um, yeah, we covered Messi a lot last week, so I think we'll move on to the next story, which is uh, another big talking point from this week. Uh, Mason, Mason Greenwood and Phil Foden have apologised for their so-called irresponsible actions after bringing two women into their hotel rooms, which broke COVID regulations. Um, the newspapers have already been all over it, calling them stupid boys and idiots, on the, uh, scapegoating them a little bit, which is, is, it's harsh for like the whole national media to be targeting them as they are at the moment. Um, even though it was, I'm in no way condoning their actions because it was very irresponsible and naive. They put a lot, of, by breaking COVID regulations, they put a lot of people's health and safety at risk. But yeah, um, hopefully this isn't something that sticks with them for the rest of their careers because they've got bright futures ahead of them. But again, at the same time, they should know a lot better. Yeah, it's it's disappointing. But uh, it, it's, uh, yeah, as I said, disappointing in um, showing their immaturity and being public figures, the uh, media scrutiny that they're going to have to go through is going to be quite a lot for them at such a young age. But hopefully with such a career that they've both got ahead of them, they'll be able to move past it. Mm, and it's definitely a double-edged sword for me. I think they were in the wrong. It was unacceptable what they did, breaking England hotel regulations, breaking COVID regulations by bringing these girls to their hotel room. And I think, yes, you should give them the benefit of a the doubt. They're two young players. It's their first time with the England senior team. But on the other hand, you know, no professional should be acting like this, let alone during a pandemic. So I think there's a lot to learn from both sides. And it's interesting to see how people are reacting. You know, lots of people are rightly so condemning reactions. But it's interesting to see who, as we say in some of the mainstream media, are choosing to scapegoat them 
and maybe take this beyond just a, a discipline issue for the England team. Yeah, it's, it's not a good look for any of the, uh, of the England squads or the two players involved. Um, which is why they've they've both been left out of the squads. Uh, both been left out of the squad to play Denmark, I believe. Um, rightly so, I think. Um, but yeah, it's just a bit of an awkward situation that could have been easily avoided. Um, we'll go on to uh, another story, non-transfer related. That uh, Amaric Laporte and Riyad Mahrez have tested positive for COVID nineteen. Um, it's not something I would spend loads of time on, but again, it's just raising more concerns about. Um, playing football on at this level when there's still a pandemic which c- could be on the rise again. Mm. It's also a reminder that you know we're due to restart the new season this week but we still have players and staff testing positive for the virus so it's making us think are we going into this too quickly? Should we be waiting? Should we be more patient? So it's a difficult decision again but um, wish a speedy recovery to those two players, Rian Mahrez and Yeah, yeah. yeah I agree. It- um, with all these new tests, it should uh, force the league to reconsider a lot of its options and hopefully put in new measures in place or even postpone the league because as it should be, the uh, health and safety of those, not only the players, but those who work in and around the league should always come first. Um, we will go on to transfer news now and we'll start off with the big one, which we'll just let Nish talk about all in waffle mm-hmm. for two minutes, as uh, Kai Havertz signing for Chelsea. As you can imagine, I'm very, very happy that we finally got Kai Havertz. We've been linked to him for months, really trying to get him. And, you know, I was always in favour of getting him. But what I said was we need to prioritise getting a left back and a centre back. And of course, Roman Abramovich and Marina Granovskaya, being the amazing people they are, got Thiago Silva as our centre back, got Ben Chilwell as our left back. And then they finally completed Kai Havertz. So I'm looking forward to seeing us. Next season, we'll have a fantastic attack, great options. Of course, Havertz has been fantastic um, for Bayer Leverkusen and Germany. And I'm sure he'll bring a lot okay. to the Chelsea yeah, team, that, so I that's, cannot that's, wait. That's enough, thank you. <laughs> it's it's, just, jealous, it's just not it's fair. Like, it's actually not fair, but um, I've already talked about Havertz enough on this podcast and how I don't think it's fair that Chelsea are playing no. career mode Everyone hating Chelsea again. But, um, back. Go on, back. as a big German football fan, Max, what do you, what do you make of it? Yeah, I like how um, a lot of I mean, you've also taken Timo Werner, but also with Kai Havertz. Taken. Taken. <laughs> yeah, I mean, taken them both away from the German domestic league. But uh, it's nice uh, to have them then right. go forward to a better, better um, not just better league, but better facilities and more trainers to learn different types of football, make them more complete players. So um, in my eyes, I like, yeah. I like both of the moves. And I'm think quite happy with the direction they in the Premier League. Um, I'm not too sure, but I, I, I've got my fingers crossed to him. Why do you doubt it, though? I think all players with the transition from the Bundesliga to the Premier League is well, any quite a any league to the Premier any league. league to the Premier League is quite a jump. So I think it will take a bit, and especially with such a big club such as Chelsea, there's going to be a lot of um, mm-hmm. scrutiny weighing down upon him. Just as it is with uh, any uh, transfer with such a hype behind mm-hmm. it. So if it's too much for him as a person, then he it might simply fail for him. But as I said, uh, as long as he gets the support he needs, hopefully he'll be able to su- succeed. Yeah, fair enough. And compare it to Christian Pulisic last season, you know, he came and I remember watching him in his first few months and thinking he's not up to the physicality that we need in the Premier League. He's struggling. But of course, he adapted. He got used to the style of football in England and, you know, he's been fantastic ever since. So I think we've got that transition. And Max is we laughing. We know it will be hard. Max is Max is, Max is laughing. Max is jealous. He's lost. No, As a Dortmund fan, you're jealous you lost Pulisic. Know, because with the money from Pulisic, I believe that you overpaid for him. We didn't overpay for him. No, I, I agree. Oh, come on. 
in terms of quality, we've been able to get replacement players which have more than replaced his role. And how did you do allow it? Allow us second. Allow us to advance ourselves as a team away from one player who was inconsistent and did show good signs. And I believe that he could be a good player well in the future. But at this moment in time, he was not worth that transfer fee. So I, I'm happy with yeah. him. He got 20 goal contributions in his he first was, he was, full he season. Was, he, he, was very, he was very good, especially after the restart. He's one mm. of the best players in the league. But I agree that they overpaid initially for him. Paying f- the argument, I said this last week, the argument that you pay for potential only gets you so far. Um, and yeah, but I think this like, is a classic case of paying for potential. It's a yeah, long-term investment. That's you what I'm saying. I'm saying, like, if you look at, yeah, it's, it's, a be- it's much better than, for example, um, Arsenal's deal for Pepe, which was tragic. 72 million on who a player who is 24 now, I think. Mm. Um, and at least they can't really use the same... Not to mention paying in instalments. Exactly. Yeah, they've had different. Uh, yeah, that was that was an even worse deal. Pulisic is a, is a good deal, still good, but I just think he's in five years. In five years, yeah, in, in five years, word, in five years, years we will look back at that fifty-five million pound fee, and we will be like that as a bargain. Well, in five years, Chelsea got an absolute In five years, bargain. fifty-five million will probably be worth about comparatively now like ten million. Course, but look, five years. Just wait and see. Christian Pulisic has taken right. over. I rate the, co- I rate the confidence. Right. Oh, you can never right. as a Tottenham fan. Well, that was, there was no need for that. But we'll go. We'll go <laughs> on to the next one. Is a uh, another ridiculous one that I covered a bit, a little bit last week. Is that Hammers Rodriguez has now officially signed for Everton for uh, twenty million max. Imagine telling someone after the twenty fourteen World Cup that Hammers Rodriguez would be in an Everton shirt at six years after a pretty much could you call it a failed spell at Real Madrid? I think it's it's disappointing. I remember watching that World Cup and seeing that goal I think I watched it live and Mm. seeing some great potential and some great players there and especially with him and I expected him to be one of those the next sort of generation of top players but um, it never seemed to have come to fruition and now to see him his career to slightly fade is a shame but to go then to the Premier League is still um, I think a nice move for him because he will still have a good opportunity to show that his he, uh, what he can do is not uh, below what um, what we expected of him. Mm. Quite excited to see him in the Premier League. Oh, definitely. You know, he's one of those players where in his prime, you'd have loved to see him in the Premier League. And while maybe he's past those days, arguably, from the World Cup, it'll be fascinating to see him in the Premier it's League. such a weird signing. Like, it's but, so But it strange. makes sense with yeah, Ancelotti. I'm not sure if... It, I don't it know if it, he's the. T- I don't think he is actually the type of player that Everton need. I know that like, the reunion of Ancelotti mm. makes sense. But in terms of the players Everton have already got, I don't think he's the type of player that they do actually... I he's he's not a priority. No, I Not a priority, but think of it this he's way. Nowhere near Their a main creative force for the last few years has been Gilfie Sigurdsson. Who's been shocking. He did well at the start, yeah. but he's not been good enough in recent years. To go from Gilfie Sigurdsson to James Rodriguez... That's an upgrade. Yeah, but there's no, there's no guarantee that Rodriguez is going to produce in the Premier League. There's not necessarily guarantee, but when you've got a man who's worked with Ancelotti at Real Madrid or Bayern Munich, mm-hmm. you've got that guarantee that they know each other. Ancelotti okay. knows how to use but them. That doesn't guarantee him. that he's going to play the well. This is the opportunity. I mean, nothing's for sure in football. When okay. you do a transfer, you're, you're, no, not, course. you're paying in the hope that the player will fall and out. It's, it's and worth 20 million. I, I, it's worth, 20 exactly. Million. It's worth taking a chance on for, for 20 million. Like, mm. that's, that's a solid deal. But... Um, so I'm just not sure if it's going to work out. Like I think it will. I think Everton needed to rebuild. But I think the main priority was a centre-back. Yeah. Get a new centre-back in. I identified uh, Gabriel, for example, but he's gone, mm, to, he's Arsenal. gone to Arsenal. Yes, an attacking midfielder wasn't necessarily their main priority, but he will do wonders in that team. I think with Richarlison, 
with Dominic Calvert Louis. I'm, I'm, I'm just not, I'm not, I'm not convinced. I'm not to convinced. Watch play next season. Yeah, it will be exciting, but I'm not. I'm yet to be convinced. Uh, we'll have to see how he does on the first yeah. day against your team, Tottenham. Yeah, yeah. I forgot <laughs> we were playing them. Okay, anyway. Uh, next, uh, another big signing uh, this week is Fabio Silva signing for Wolves for around uh, 38 million from Porto. From Porto. From Porto, yeah. yeah. Uh, another Portuguese player going to Wolverhampton, which we discussed last week. Still don't know how they're doing it. A pull power from the, the sunny power. coast of Portugal. The to, to, the, to the sunny coast to of Wolverhampton. To the Midlands. <laughs> no disrespect. No disrespect. But with all due, with all honesty, you know, the project that Nuno Espirito Santo is building at Porto, uh, sorry, at Wolves, beg my pardon. Project is, Portugal. Project Portugal. Exactly. Project mm. Portugal. It's just... It's insane how many Portuguese players it's got, but it's working. You know, we've never seen Wolves be more entertaining. It. When have we ever seen, you know, you've got Wolves in your fixture list and you're like, oh, that's going to be a difficult game. Mm. And that's thanks to Espirito Santo and what he's built mm-hmm. with those Portuguese players. Last week, I, when it was graded transfer windows, I, quite, I think I gave Wolves like a D grade or something. D? Because they, because they hadn't, they weren't really linked to Fabio Silva at that time. Mm. Maybe it was even lower than that. So where would you put them now? I don't know why. It's gone up to probably... With Marcel and Fabio Silva. Yeah, Marcel. So let's. I give it maybe a, a B. I'll say B minus. B minus. B minus is probably fair uh, because they still haven't replaced Doherty. They were going to sign mm. Maitland Niles, which would have been a great signing, but they just didn't get him. Um, but yeah, this is another ridiculous signing from Wolves, and I don't know how they're doing it to be honest. It's I cl- think news like that are what they need at the yes, moment, just yes. to make sure they can sit, consolidate their place in the Premier League, that they don't fall back down to where they were before, and just to make sure that they can keep pushing as they have been mm. um, another another uh, forward related news is that uh, Crystal Palace who are always in desperate need of a striker ha- are in talks to sign uh, Michi Bashwai on loan once again from uh, from Chelsea from Chelsea sorry completely forgot that he's no. well, well it's I mean not, it's, it's not hard, it's, not, it's, it's not, not hard it's hard to forget that he is a Chelsea player and I yeah. think especially with um, Timo Werner Tammy Abram, Olivier Giroud, he's our fourth choice striker. Mm. And I've been saying that it's time for him to go, with all due respect. And Crystal Palace would be a great move. It was good. He had a good, a decent spell at Dortmund a while ago. Mm. and then yeah. Injury, not, I believe. Yeah, not quite. He broke his, broke his leg or something. something. Like that. And then yeah. Crystal Palace, he was and then he really was good. good yeah, it wasn't, well, he was, I wouldn't say really good. He, 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 really... he, was, he was good. He, he, he had a good spell and I mm. thought he should have stayed there. But Chelsea didn't let him leave permanently. I wouldn't complain if we let him go. Um, I think now. he should go permanently. There should be. I think that if Palace are trying to look to do a deal, because they've needed a striker for about four years now. Mm. Benteke wasn't the solution. Uh, Jordan Ayew's been all right, but he's mm. not. He's a good player, uh, but he's not a long-term solution at striker. Think... Zaha and Townsend aren't mm. su- uh, solutions at strikers. Connor Wickham never was. Mm. Alexander Sorloff never was. I think to mention, mm. I think the last top striker Crystal Palace had was Glenn Murray. Not the most extravagant striker, yeah. but he would score goals, he would win games, and he would do what he needs to do. You know, mm-hmm. find the back of the net, get results, get points. And whether Michy Batchwai can do that, you know, we've seen him at Chelsea, he can be inconsistent. He can score some great goals, but he misses chance after chance, many of them easy ones. But, you know, his time has passed him at Stamford Bridge, to be honest. And I think Crystal Palace would be a good move for him. So if he went permanently for two, three years, I wouldn't complain and I'd wish him the best of luck. I think he will thrive in the, uh, away from the spotlight as he has done before. Uh, I was watching him at Dortmund and really in those situations, he seems to do quite well. And as you said, he might be quite inconsistent, but I think with regular outings and the given opportunity of a team and the full support with a team maybe like Crystal Palace, 
that could be the right environment for him to really push as a more consistent player. Hmm. And we were talking as well about how he could fit into that Palace attack. I mean, maybe it's not the likes of Mane, Firmino, Salah at Liverpool. But you can imagine an attack of Eze, um, Zaha, Townsend, Ayu, Batshuayi. It does have promise and it does have a different combination of flair, of skill, of talent. So that would be really interesting to mm. see under Roy Hodgson. Uh, Fabrizio Romano has also tweeted today. He's tweeted, here we go, for the deal regarding Abdullah Dekore from uh, Watford to Everton. It's another good signing for Everton, to be honest. I rate it. Not to mention Alan as well, Alan coming as from well. Napoli. It also works with... Did he work with Ancelotti? Oh, maybe, maybe not. He did at Napoli, they worked together. Yeah, he worked with, he worked with so Ancelotti. So Ancelotti's getting the players he wanted, and that's what... That's what they need, Everton, yeah. need to Everton fans needs. love Ancelotti as well, so mm. I'm sure they're completely How willing to not? put all their trust in him. Yeah. Um... Uh, another club that's been busy recently is Newcastle, which is not traditional of them, considering their owner, um, who we won't name, we won't give him that benefit. Um, uh, Ryan Fraser and Callum Wilson have both left Bournemouth to join Newcastle, and it's also been announced today that uh, Jamal Lewis has withdrawn from the Northern Ireland squad to complete his move from Norwich to Newcastle. Um, really good moves for them, Callum Wilson especially, reliable, Premier League proven striker, Jamal Lewis, promising young uh, fullback, and Ryan Fraser is also an, a reliable uh, option on, on the wing. Mm. Ryan Fraser is the most interesting one for me because think back to two seasons ago, 2018-19, he was really, really at the top level. You know, um, up there with Aiden Hazard in his prime. I don't know. Uh, wait, hang on. Listen, no, 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 no. You didn't let me finish. Sorry. Up with Aiden Hazard in number of assists. Ah, ah yes. Okay, I was not. I was concerned you, about where you were know, going with the sentence. Do you think I would put one of Chelsea's finest players of the century and one of my favourites with Ryan Fraser come on just hear me out but yeah okay. they were up there with assists and Fraser was a really positive force for Bournemouth and due to his injury and his falling out of Eddie Howe not wanting to play for the club that's why they went down so it will be interesting to see if he can rejuvenate himself at Newcastle under I guess you could argue a similar team in stature and what they can achieve. Well, Newcastle and Bournemouth. In, yeah, in current circumstances. I yeah, think. but Newcastle are no respect to Bournemouth, but a much bigger club. Oh, no, absolutely. With a much bigger yeah. reputation and much higher expectations than Bournemouth. Mm. I think it's what they've been missing for the past couple of years there. Newcastle is just this um, more consistent moves from the ownership, which is what they've been lacking mm. in. So with moves like this, hopefully they'll be able to push forward. Also, I've, I've realised I've probably done this rating the transfer window too early because I, did, I expected all the bigger moves to be wrapped up mm. uh, early but clearly I gave Newcastle an F last week because they'd signed like just Jeff Hendrick or something and now mm. they've signed mm. three top quality players um, that could go right up to for Newcastle because their standard well their expectations are low for mm. transfers it's probably be A minus I'd probably say at this point like mm, maybe B B plus I'd B say B plus B plus leave it at that I think you need to do this again by 5th of October yeah I might have to because right. that will be interesting the difference um uh, next one is uh, Ollie Watkins, the Brentford forward. Uh, Aston Villa have agreed a deal to sign him for twenty-eight million plus potentially around five million in add-ons. Um, is that overpaying for a Championship player? I think, to an extent, yes. It is a lot of money, especially in the circumstances we are. You know, anyone paying more than maybe an average fee, you question where's this money coming from? Why are you? But I think. Aston Villa are making this investment because they need to. You know, twenty-eight million would be a club record deal for the club. Mm. Yes, it's a lot, but they literally survived last season by the skin of their teeth 
on the final, final day. That £28 million signing, a club record signing, who um, scored lots of goals for Brentford, unlucky not to go up. 28 championship goals. 28 championship goals. If he's a man who not only keeps Aston Villa safe, but really boosts them off the table, Mm -hmm. that money is completely worth it. And hats off to Villa for making that signing. Yeah, if you're spending so much money on a championship player, it may not be about him being the key player within their team, but if that player simply makes a difference in one or two games, when you're in a fight uh, in a relegation zone, those one or two games can mean the difference between going down and staying up. So if they need to spend that money to keep the team up, then clearly that's the right thing for them. Yeah, it's a a good investment. I just think he's arguably overpaying, like they're arguably overpaying for uh, Ollie Watkins. Even 28, 28 goals is really good, but. But why don't we compare it to last season? But I, I know, I know, it, he'll come, he'll come in and do a job, which is good. Like that's what they need, and he'll do more than a job. He's, um, he's only twenty four. I thought he was younger at first, but he's he's twenty four. Still got a, his whole career ahead of him, mm. um, so he can produce at high level. Well, at high level. We'll see. We'll see what he what he's like in the Premier League. Even though, not not discrediting the. The level in the championship because it's still a lot of high quality football played there. It's not the Premier League is a very different league, um, and it's a good signing because he was being looked at by like some top six clubs. I've, there was rumours that Tottenham were interested in him as a backup to Harry Kane, which would have been I would have taken, uh, but I wouldn't I wouldn't have taken that at paying twenty eight million for him if for a backup. But for Villa, it's a it's a it's a good investment for them. Mm. Um, I think Brentford have got to be happy with the fee as well, like. Potentially in excess of thirty million for a championship player is always going to be it's always it's always quite good for the championship team involved. Mm. Um, and I think that is a, no. The last one actually is uh, that uh, Chelsea defender Ethan Am- is it defender sometimes midfielder. He's defender slash midfielder. Uh, Chelsea player <laughs> <laughs> Ethan Ampadu has completed a loan move to Sheffield United. What are your thoughts on that niche as our resident Chelsea fan? <laughs> Um, I like him, he's a really good player and I remember a few years ago under Antonio Conte he really impressed me coming in um, in rotation in the League Cup and I wanted him to get him to the team obviously he went online at RB Leipzig didn't get as much football as he wanted but he had some really good performances the Champions League round 16 match against Tottenham a prime example I think he needed this loan because of course competition whether you're keeping him as a centre-back or defensive midfielder Competition is very tough right now. Mm-hmm. So, and at a club like Sheffield United, you know, a top Premier League club where he will get minutes, he will fit in, and he can really develop as a player. I think it's a perfect move for him, and you know, I wish the best to him, and I hope he comes back an even better player. For this segment episode, we're gonna do a bit of football trivia. We've got a quiz lined up. Uh, for for it's based on uh, last Premier League season, and Nish and Max will be competing to decide an ultimate football genius. Um, Max is at a slight disadvantage because he's more invested in the Bundesliga than in the Premier League. So if he wins, um, if it's, if it, yeah, it's a bit it's Fair quite it's a bit embarrassing for Nish. Um, so it? yeah, it's Nish versus Max. If you want to play at ho- uh, play along at home, you know, because I know everyone's so invested in this in this competition, mm. feel free to do so. But, um, there's fit, there's yeah. there's fourteen questions and there's one uh, there's one there's one tiebreaker that we'll we'll use at the end if you need it if we need it um, so I'll be keeping score hopefully <laughs> um, and yeah uh, if you get a question wrong uh, uh, say Nish gets a question wrong 
Max will have the opportunity to steal and get the point himself. So, are you, are you ready? Mm-hmm. Are you both ready? I need I need confirmation from both of you here. Yep. I am ready. A bit close to the microphone there, lads. Shake hands, okay. Uh, Sportsman. You couldn't hear that, but very audible. As you can right, see. Right, yeah, okay. They're, sh- they're shaking hands. Um, oh, I told you this podcast was going to be the worst one ever. Uh, so- Stop, you're going to hurt people's ears. This is this is going to be the worst podcast of all time. Um, it's going to get the most listeners, right, If you just look yeah. away from the laptop screen briefly, who wants to go first? I'm staring him down. Who wants to go first? Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Nishal will go first. Um, so, it's fine. We'll, we'll, we'll allow it. We'll allow it. Question number one. Uh, Liverpool, this is from The Guardian, by the way. Shout out to The Guardian. Uh, Liverpool were worthy winners of the league title this season. They were fantastic at home again. Who was the last visiting manager to win a league game at Anfield? Was it? Also, let me just reiterate, I'm only going to read the answers out once, which means the person who isn't answering has to pay attention in case they want to steal. Was it Pep Guardiola, Jose Mourinho, Roy Hodgson or Sam Allardyce? I think it was Roy Hodgson with Crystal Palace a few years ago. So Roy Hodgson, final answer. <laughs> that is incorrect. What? <laughs> no. All right, it's first lies, question. Lies, relax, lies, relax, lies, relax, lies. relax. Uh, can you can can you answer? Um, Max is in for the steal. That is ridiculous. I'm gonna say this is already fuming. Jose Mourinho. Unfortunately, that is also incorrect. Oh, thank God. Oh. So <laughs> well done. Right. Who was it? Uh, this was this was almost there. It was Sam Allardyce as Crystal Palace oh, manager. Oh, no, I reckon I remember the game. I remember the yep. game. I got the they, time. They wrong. said in in April 2017 when Allardyce was Crystal Palace manager. Palace won the game two one. Benteke scored know, twice. Do you know what mistake I made? Hodgson was manager. I think six months later. Yeah. Oh, so it's a bit of an L, but um, well, we move. We move. We move. Goalless to, to start off. I was so confident. I, <laughs> I, was, I said it with my chest. <laughs> he felt, he, he was so up. confident to start off. <laughs> um, question number two. It's going to Max. Oh. I'm just, just checking Max isn't yeah, cheating. I, I need, okay. He's looking staring right at the laptop. How can I see from back here? I'm covering his eyes. Right, okay. good. I wish we had like a video version of this podcast. So <laughs> anyway, which club won the same number of points as they did last season? Liverpool? Manchester United, Newcastle United, or Wolves? Got time. There's no time limit. But we would like an answer today. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> waiting to come back later. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, you know what? It's going to have to be Sean and Jonathan Ellis. I'm not too sure. I'm going to say Newcastle. That is incorrect. Yeah. Nish comes in with the opportunity to steal. Bad thing is that was going to be my guess. Ah. I always think I know it's pro simulation elimination. It can't be Liverpool. Um, so that means I am going to go for Manchester United. That is correct. Yes. Nish comes in with the steal, which means Nish is on one point. Hang on, let me just. I, I was trying to think of positions wise. A lot, a lot of these questions are quite difficult. These questions are hard. Um, next means the next Redeem question. This could get two points in a row here as he answers his question. This one's to him. Who was the only player to score four goals in a game uh, this season? That is Jamie Vardy, Ayose Perez, Raheem Sterling, or Mikhail Antonio. Mikhail Antonio. That is correct. I remember the game we were together, and you're like, "Wait, Mikhael Antonio scored Mikhael, four yeah. goals." <laughs> like, what? Uh, he scored four against Norwich. Um, so yeah, that was a, that was a 
relatively easy one compared to some of the other questions. Um, Max, next one's for you. Try and get on the board here. Oh no! <laughs> it's not. This is. I, right. Believe in yourself. Which, which player scored forty-three percent of his team's goals, the most in the league, for, in terms of percentage size? Was it Jamie Vardy, Timu Puki, Raúl Jiménez, or Danny Ings? I'm gonna say Jamie Vardy. That is incorrect. Oh. Nish comes in with the opportunity to steal. I am gonna go for. Timu That is incorrect as well. Okay. Danny Ings is the correct Danny answer. Ings. Okay. So Max is still yet to get on the board, but it's 43%. okay. Forty-three percent. Wow. Max is still yet to get on the board, but that's okay. Uh, if you're if you're if you're playing along at home. If you're playing along at home, and you'd like to let us. Who did good? If you're playing along at home and you'd like to let us know uh, how you did, you can just quick, quickly drop the promo in. You can uh, tweet me at BenchPod with Sam on Twitter or DM me at BenchPod on Instagram. And if you beat either me or Max's score, then Sam will give you a fiver. Uh, we hadn't agreed that, but maybe no, I will. We have. Okay, well, Max has got no points at the moment, so. <laughs> I'm not paying for it. <laughs> um, I just asked that question to Max, so it's. Uh, Nish's turn which team did not have a single English goal scorer all season Newcastle Wolves West Ham or Crystal Palace look a bit stressed there mate mm. I think Noble probably scored for West Ham um, I'm going to go for Crystal Palace that is incorrect. Max has an opportunity to steal. Wolves. Max gets on the board with Wolves. Good, I was thinking maybe like Connor Cody had got a goal for them. Uh, read it out here. Players from Mexico, Portugal, Belgium, Ireland, Spain and Morocco scored for Wolves this season, but none from England. Max is on the board. He could get two in a row here as we ask him uh, question number six. Max, which club finished in the top half of the table even though they scored fewer goals than Bournemouth who were relegated? Burnley, Newcastle, Southampton or Sheffield United? I feel like Nish knows. I'm going to say Burnley. That is incorrect. Nish, what's the answer, Nish? It's Sheffield United. It is Sheffield United. Yeah. Nish, once again, doubles his advantage. He's 3-1 up at the moment. I didn't go by goals, I went by the table tally. Mm. Sheffield United here in notes that they conceded 15 fewer goals than Chelsea. <laughs> um, says a lot. Says a lot. Uh, they definitely conceded less than Tottenham as well, so mm. I wouldn't say. Um, Nish, can you extend the lead here and we'll start running away with it? Jamie Vardy became the oldest player to win the Premier League Golden Boot. Whose record did he break? In, sorry, in age? Yes. Okay. Uh, Didier Drogba? Dimitar Berbatov, Thierry Henry, or Alan Shearer? I'm going to go for Dimitar Berbatov. That is incorrect. Max has the opportunity to steal. It's very tense, this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to look at Nisha here in the eyes as I say Shearer. 
that would have been amazing if it was correct. He said it with such confidence. It was, it's oh, quite, it's oh, actually, it's actually, it's actually quite embarrassing for Nish because it was Didier Drogba. Really? Uh, he was 32 when he won the Golden Boot a decade ago, scoring 29 goals. He was 32. For Chelsea yeah. as they won the league under Carlo Ancelotti. Just a bit embarrassing that. I didn't think he was that old. So, <sighs> this question is going to Max, I believe. Um, sorry, give me a <laughs> You can hear him. Ah. This is um, tense, man. This is tougher than I expected. Yeah. Let's go into Max. In wh- I thought he was looking. I'm looking at the score. Of course. Nish yeah, okay. is uh, three one up at the moment for everyone. Everyone listening. Uh, in which of these statistics did Manchester City not finish top? Uh, most goals scored, best goal difference, most passes, most shots, most clean sheets, or they were top. For all of them. I'm going to say most goals scored. That they did not finish top of. Yeah. That is incorrect. Max, you're not having a good one at the moment. No, no. I think I know the answer. I think it's uh, most clean sheets. That is also incorrect. Really? They were top for all of them. Oh. I thought clean sheets might have been Sheffield United or... Um, but look, can we talk about how impressive that is, that they were top? Of the every single, for every single yeah, statistic. they lost the league by what eighteen points. It's ridiculous. League. Right, I've got some in my chest. <laughs> <laughs> Which is I, I think I know this. <laughs> I said it Which London club picked up more points this season than they did last season? Arsenal, Chelsea, Palace, Tottenham, West Ham, or none of them? Picks up more points this season. I'm going to say none of them. That is correct. Ooh. Wow, Nish is, Nish is 4-1 at the moment. I don't know. actually know if Max can mathematically come back. I think he can. Yeah, definitely. But um, yeah, Arsenal's point total fell by 14. Chelsea's by 6. Palace is by 6. Spurs is by 12. And oh. West Ham's by 13. So, so yeah. Arsenal most? Uh, Arsenal the most, yeah. Not oh. a good season for London clubs, basically, is what we've learnt. Um... So yeah, Nish getting it right on the, on the first go. So go over to Max. How many points did Norwich pick up in the nine games they played following the restart in June? None, one, two, or three? I wasn't watching that shot after the restart. I'm going to say one. Incorrect. Nishal. I'm going to say zero. It is zero. Wow, Nish is smashing it. Because I remember watching a few of their games that they were just dreadful. Yeah, I knew they were grim, but I thought they at least picked up a point. No. Nishal, who were the only club to win the majority of their points in away matches? Okay. Burnley, Brighton, Manchester City, or Southampton? I think Southampton. It is Southampton. Ooh. My God, it's six one at the moment. Uh, Max, just try and get some points on the board, up, please. Um, there's only three questions left. Uh, so, Max, which team won four nil at home and lost four nil at home? Leicester, Liverpool, Chelsea, or West Ham? I'm gonna say. 
I'm not too sure. I'm going to go Chelsea. Just just for the beef. Just to annoy me. I hate you. And I'm not going to win, but I'm just going to say your team's inconsistent. He's just going to spite you. That is unfortunately incorrect. Yeah. And it's all the moral victory. Mish? Is it West Ham? It's not West Ham, it's Leicester. Leicester. 4 0 at home was Liverpool. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Liverpool, Chelsea and West Ham also won by 4-0 and lost by 4-0. So Max was on the right tracks, but their defeats were in away matches. So. Wow. Who did we... Oh, Man United when you open the day, of course. That was, right, Nish is getting was a fun. few easier ones, but we'll go, we'll go oh, with okay, him at the fine. moment. Just... Um, Kevin De Bruyne finished the season with 20 assists. Which two players who play for the same club were second and third in the assists table? Uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold and Andy Robertson. David Silva and Rian Mahrez, Son Hyung Min and Harry Kane, or Trent Alexander Arnold and Roberto Firmino. I'm going to go for Trent Alexander Arnold and Andy Robertson. That is correct. Wow. This is on seven. Max is on one. What are your thoughts, Max? I mean, it's expected going up against a football journalist, isn't it? Uh, Max has now mathematically that. lost because this is the last question. But um, good luck. <laughs> Cheers. Players from which team were shown the most yellow and red cards this season? Oh no. I guess it would have been Millwall. Burn- <laughs> uh, Burnley. Burnley. Well, well, Sergio Ramos. Burnley, West Ham, Arsenal, or Sheffield United? See, I, I, I'm quite a fan of the sort of hard hard, simple football of Burnley. Uh-huh. So I'm going to go for them. That is incorrect. So yeah, Max ends with one point out of a potential loads. loads. Um, it's now Nish who can steal. And uh, was it West Ham? It was not West Ham. It was actually Arsenal. Oh. And the uh, the comment here is that uh, David Luiz did not help their cause <laughs> on that front, which is true. So we end of a final score. Of Nish 8, Max 1. Um, good game, Max. Well good done. game. Top job. Top Thank job. Um, post-match interview, what are your thoughts, Nish? Um, you know, I didn't want to lose, but I was, you know, <laughs> obviously <laughs> conscious if I lost that, then my it journalism be, career would be down the would be, It would be in tatters. Against, so like he's, against my friends. You know, I've kept my reputation up high, and I'll keep going. He was taking um, no chances. Yeah, and we'll keep going, you know, go on to the next win, and hopefully we can get another result. <laughs> go on to the next one. We move. Uh, we do, we Max, what are your thoughts on the, on this performance? I mean, as much as it hurts, it was happy for me to at least get a single point on the board. Yeah. To not go pointless. Unlike you didn't Norwich put, in the second you, half yeah, of the season. You didn't, you didn't well, put, that's you didn't, that deserves another point. I learned from the situation. I hope to move on in the future yeah. and get better. Fair play to him. Max didn't put a Jesse Lingard. He actually got on the board. So, uh, of course. Well and respect to Max. I'm a very good opponent and I'm proud of his one point. So, <laughs> congratulations. He got, you know, Borussia Dortmund couldn't even do that. When they bottle the league, so congratulations, you did better than your team. Do you want to? So he's trying to pull shade back at me because uh, I made the Chelsea point at him that they lost four 0 You made quite a few. Uh, Chelsea do you want to? Yeah. Do you want to do the um, the last question? Just, uh, no, just got no. Still going. Just got the uh, the last she question. Whoever wants to, whoever wants to answer the last question as quick quick as possible. Uh, just you know, it doesn't count to the point totals, but might as well okay. do it. Which midfielder? This was the tiebreaker one, which is why we didn't use it. By the way. Uh, which midfielder scored six goals and finished the season as his club's top scorer? Todd Cantwell, Jack Grealish, John Joe Shelby, or Harry Wilson? Whoever answers it first. Jack Grealish. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that. It's not right. Oh, Go on, Max. Max, 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 Max
Shelby. It is John Joe Shelby. Wait! John Joe Shelby. John Joe Shelby scored six goals. Oh my god. Got it. Oh, maybe that's not right. Sorry, I don't know if he scored six goals. No, he did score six goals. Yeah, that's in the question. Ignore me. Scored six goals in the top score. Yeah. No, see exactly. That sums we'll up Newcastle next we'll season. Keep doing this, but yeah. yeah, we'll we'll do we'll do another one of these at some point. Um, hopefully, maybe you to, maybe not. Maybe we'll do it on Bundesliga football next oh, time. Dear, Why? We'll still get it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> to end this episode, we're introducing a new segment that I uh, brought up on Twitter the other day. Again, if you don't follow that, it's at BenchPod with Sam on Twitter. Uh, shameless plug there. Anyway. It's uh, Premier League predictions, and we are going to be doing weekly uh, Premier League predictions on this podcast. It'll be me versus guests as the season goes on. And by the end, it's like a competition as it goes on the the whole season. We'll see who's on top at the end of the year. Um, The way it works is we... I predict ten, the ten results, and the guest, or in this case, guests, predict the other ten, predict the other ten results. Um, And it's uh, one point for the tendency, so that's getting... Whether it's a win loss or draw right for the team that you predicted um, and it's three points for getting the actual result itself correct because obviously that's a bit more difficult to do but um, yeah as I said we'll keep track of this the whole season and it's basically Sam versus the guests um, this week uh, the Premier League restarts this week uh, not restarts I should say the new season starts um, and now two games are postponed Manchester United uh, Burnley versus Manchester United and Manchester City versus Aston Villa um, postponed because of the allocated FA rest days. Like just in order to give that was that was that was the reason given. Um, but yeah, so while those won't happen this week, we will just add them onto the total when we get to them. Um, so yeah, we'll start off with you guys. I guess you go first. You guys should be doing one of this. It's two brains versus one at this point. That is true, but there were also, when we were going through our results, there were a few disagreements, not major ones, but some we had to compromise on yeah. and reach an agreement. Interesting, but interesting. I'm happy with our predictions. Okay. So, so I. I think we've got a good sort of mix between the okay. two. Go on, let For our first result, we have uh, Arsenal beating Fulham 2-1. Um, we believe that uh, Arsenal, uh, with their attacking prowess, should be able to score against Fulham, but uh, I still don't have much faith in... You sound like you're debating it. We believe that. <laughs> we believe it. We, we, believe, we, do, we believe do believe it. it. We believe it together. Like, you see, we're, op- we're opponents in the quiz, but we're teammates. Your Honour, my client's attack should be enough to overpower Fulham. I know, I agree with you guys. I agree Arsenal winning, but I don't see them conceding against Fulham. I've said 2-0. Okay. Um, it's, they've got a new, improved defence. They've got uh, Saliba coming in, as well as, which I, who I completely forgot about, and Gabriel. Anyone want to attempt to pronounce his surname? Magalhães. Ma- is that right? It's Yeah, it's something. Magalhães. You might be getting attacked by some... If there's any Brazilians any listening. Brazilians and Portuguese speakers, I apologise if that's wrong. That's, go, on, go on, have a go, Max. No, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, But yeah, I don't think there's much to say about that one. I think that should be a fairly routine win for Arsenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though I would not like to see it, a Fulham win would be lovely. Would be lovely. It sounds weird to say as a Chelsea fan. No, but if, if Fulham were like, five, yeah, it'd be plastic over here supporting <laughs> Fulham. I would rather Fulham win than Arsenal. Let's be honest. Wow. Joe Bryan masterclass. Anyway, <laughs> uh, we're going to the next result. Palace versus Saints. What are you saying? We said a one-all draw. Ooh, I think it was quite an even match to um, predict. Southampton have a stronger team going into it based on last season. But new season, uh, Eze, for example, has come in for Crystal Palace. Batshuayi could as well. I don't know if I mentioned Eb- signing with Eze on a previous podcast. If you didn't, 
Eze is now Crystal Palace player. Yeah, so. he is. Uh, they've also signed Nathan Ferguson. I mm-hmm. think I mentioned that, but if I didn't, yeah, that was a while ago now. But I think that could be quite an even game at Selhurst Park. I think a draw is the fair result. And yeah, Southampton mm. should be the favourites, but I think Crystal Palace will need a new system and they'll need to start on the right foot. So I think a draw was a fair result we could go for. Mm. The reason I say it's interesting is because that's what I've gone for as well, 1-1 oh, draw. Okay. Um, yeah, I, Palace should... I expect Palace to do a little bit better this season. I expect them, for them to move on from Roy Hodgson at the end of this season, I believe. Um, I think he'll, he might even retire. Mm. Um, he's brought them to a point where he can't really go take them any further. He's brought them the stability they need. But I do expect them to be better goal scorers. And with the young players that they've signed, um, it shows that they're looking to build for the future a bit more. Mm. And obviously you don't want Roy Hodgson about for that. But I, th- I expect there'll be a lot better goal scorers this season, especially if they get Bashwai. Um, the team's gelling. And Southampton are a good team, but I think they'll struggle against Palace. Um, but yeah, maybe maybe Ings will grab a goal again and continue his good form. Um, so yeah, we've both gone for 1-1 one, one there. Uh, West Ham versus Newcastle, is that the next one you guys have got? Yeah, we have gone for a Newcastle win 3-1 Ooh. to the Magpies. I think... To the Magpies. If, the thing is, the opening day is by far the hardest to predict because you've got the new signings, yes, but you've also got to think about um, any changes that have happened with managers, what's happened last season. And as we discussed, Newcastle made some very good signings. And West Ham, to me right now, seem like a club not in peril. That's quite an over-exaggeration, but a prime situation was Diangana, the youth player, being sold to West Brom by the board. Mm. And even captain Mark Noble came Yeah, we out didn't mention that in the news segment. Mark, yeah, Mark Noble was calling him, out, calling him out on Twitter. Bit of a shambles when that happens. They got um, GSB, hashtag GSB out trending mm. at number one in the UK the other day. Um, so yeah, West Ham hate their owners. Yeah, um, so it seems kind of... Maybe it doesn't seem like it's relevant to the result, but it shows there's a bit of unrest at the London Stadium. Whereas with Newcastle, while they're still in that situation with the Saudi takeover controversy and getting the owner in question out, who we will not mention, um, <laughs> Newcastle have a stronger team, I feel, and I think they will do well to get a win on the opening day. I've also gone for a. Yeah, I've also gone for a Newcastle win. Um, I see them winning. I don't see West Ham scoring though, so I've gone two right. 0 to Newcastle. Okay. Uh, I think three is a bit extortionate. Too excessive. Yeah. Um, but yeah, with better attacking options, I've got Callum Wilson. Maybe Jolinton will actually be um, not one of the worst signings ever made this season. Maybe he'll actually turn up. Did he score against you last season? Maybe he'll actually turn up this. Yeah, he did. Uh, maybe he'll actually turn up this season. That's um, a good moment. Maybe. Uh, okay. Maybe um, Almiron will do something. But Fraser Wilson, all good additions. Um, but yeah, I can't see West Ham actually scoring because they just aren't that good. We will see. Mm. We will see. So for the next game, uh, we've got uh, Liverpool beating Leeds 3-2. 3-2? Um, yes. Um, it was <laughs> like, more yes, of a... <laughs> I, I think we agreed on... Well, I was more towards the fact that Liverpool were going to win. I was um, going for a draw, actually. You're going more for a draw and uh, I did sort of understand the reasoning. I do see Liverpool taking a bit of a fall back after their brilliant championship season but um, with it I'm also not too sure of uh, the uh, lead scoring ability especially as at the start of last season Liverpool were very very strong defensively mm. up until um, some injuries came in but uh, it's an, it's a, another season for Liverpool it's I'm not expecting them to follow as they did last season especially uh, as I don't believe they have that same drive so mm. uh, that's why I'm pretty um, solid on a 3-2 win to mention quickly my reasons for a draw, 
I said one, Leeds made some really, really good signs. Rodrigo from Valencia, mm. Robin Koch from Freiburg, mm. um, Liverpool as well. We've seen them play in a community shield. Yes, maybe the reputation of a trophy is a bit more disputable, but Liverpool didn't play well, to put that bluntly. Until Takumi Minamino came on, they weren't playing that well. They weren't the same team we saw last season storm to the title. So mm. even if they do get the result, that opening game with the Premier League winners against the Championship winners will tell us a lot about the season we have ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a very interesting one. So, um, I'm gonna get. Sh- I'm, I'm, no, I'm gonna get shouted at by one of you in a second. Um, wait, don't look at. Don't look I at the result. I think I know what you've got. So, 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 um, so you said. You said. So you wanted. To, you wanted to go for a draw, mm-hmm. Nish. Yes. And Max, you was arguing for a Liverpool win. Yes. Did so is that three two as a compromise? I see. Three two Liverpool is a compromise. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um, I know what you've done. Though. I personally think going into this season that people are underrating Liverpool. Uh, because being written off because they haven't made loads of signings, but they've, still, say, like, actually, they've still got one of the best squads in the league. And I also think people are overrating Leeds because yeah, they won the championship, deserved it. Great manager who's automatically going to be one of the best managers in the league. Um, but expecting them to come back into the uh, Premier League and instantly do well, I think is overambitious. I I do think they, I do think they will stay up. And even though I do think Liverpool will regress a little bit, I've actually predicted them to finish third. I feel like they're being written off. Massively, so I've gone for Liverpool four, Leeds nil. Okay, I mean to be fair, you did explain your points very very well, so I'll say fair enough. Rodrigo I... scored four goals in mm. La Liga last season, but yeah. from what what I've seen of him, I think he does have that promise and working under that, Bielsa. That promise, I mean, potential. he's that promise. He's not like a young yeah. talent, is he? Like twenty nine, but he's also a new player in the Premier League. Yeah, I know, so I know, I know. Interesting. Yeah. So we've all gone yeah. different. We all have different instincts there. For I, got, I don't. Do I don't think there's any way Leeds are gonna. Oh yeah, definitely. I don't think there's any way Leeds are gonna get a draw. Sorry, but mm. when they uh, they inevitably will now and prove me wrong, and I'll just be like, oh okay. But um, yeah, I've gone for Liverpool for Leeds nil. Just a casual win for Liverpool. Interesting. Next result: uh, West Brom against Leicester. We've gone for a one nil win for Leicester. Ooh. Now, West Brom. Interesting to see them back in the Premier League on the Slavon Village. They've got that Premier League experience previously. They're back where they belong, arguably. Um, it's an interesting matchup, really, because compare Leicester, they were second at one point in the league, and they finished fifth. So they're not at their strongest. They've lost Ben Chilwell. Um, James Madison could be injured for that first game back, but I think he'll be maybe a tight, probably scrappy game in the Midlands, little Midlands derby. Um, is it a Midlands? No, sorry, not, it's it's it? not a no. Midlands derby. Birmingham. Just showing that. Ten- you're no, just, technically. No, but you're of. saying you like you're saying like well, the stereotypical London view yeah, that, that any anything, anything between out. Newcastle and London is yeah, the Midlands. Sure. Like, anything like, north of the Thames is just strange. Yeah. Anything north. <laughs> anything north of Luton. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Watford. Any, Watford is the Midlands. Yeah. Anything north of a river that is just foreign to us. Yeah. Maybe not Midlands derby, but my point being. I think Leicester need to start on a statement. I can imagine Jamie Vardy gets a typical goal, mm-hmm. um, celebrates in front of the empty stands, doing like, I don't know, shushing celebration or something. <laughs> and job done. You know, One he likes to party, doesn't he? He does. He does. He, does. Jamie, he, he has been rumoured to enjoy a party, actually. That is. Mm-hmm. Um, we, can, we can confirm We can. There's unconfirmed reports of <laughs> Jamie Vardy enjoying a party. Bench pod exclusive. Bench pod exclusive. <laughs> this is the worst podcast we've done. <laughs> <laughs> um... I feel like this game has a goalless draw written all over it, so that's what I've gone for. You've gone for a Brexit draw, haven't I've you? Got, I've gone for a, a hard Brexit nil-nil draw. No, I don't know why I said that. <laughs> <laughs> hard Brexit nil-nil draw between these two teams. Um, West Brom are so... Uh, that's the wrong podcast. 
True. West Brom are typically hard to break down. Um, uh, <laughs> Nish only just got Max's <laughs> reference. Um, you have to whisper it to me. Cheers. Um, you might didn't pick it up. It definitely did. <laughs> backbench is also a great episode. Yeah, you should also to listen to the backbench. If you're listening to this, uh, why not listen to the backbench? The politics and current affairs section of Benchpod. Check it out on Benchpod. Available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Plug. Already set it up before the episode's finished. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, what was I talking about? <laughs> Uh, the Brexit. Brexit. The Brexit. <laughs> yeah, the goal. The goal is draw. West Brom are uh, notoriously difficult to break down, um, and I feel like Leicester weren't really the same team, even after the turn of the year. Not necessarily even just after the restart. So I think it might take them a while to get going, get back into the swing of things, um, especially if Madison does miss out. But um, yeah, I've gone for nil nil on this one. Probably not much more to say about it. Okay. Well, um, carrying the theme of draws, <laughs> just um, uh, let me move the microphone a little bit further away, just in case you start to get a bit angry. <laughs> yeah. uh, in our games of Spurs versus Everton, we have a two-all draw. Okay, which um, that's fine. I'm 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 not I, too mad at that. Um, I think it's a good representation. I think that uh, Everton this season, I expect them to do a bit better, but I guess that uh, we have that same conversation every year when they decide to make big signings, but uh, they never come to fruition. But um, I think, uh, especially after coming off the signing of Hamas uh, Rodriguez, I think there'll there'll be a new bop in the step of the team, and I think they'll be reflected in the first game. Uh, do you have anything else to add, Nish? I'm just looking up um, <laughs> Leicester, no, dog, Leicester, West Brom rivalry. I'm trying to find something. It's not. I'll okay. come back to West, it later. Can we just confirm that <laughs> come back to Nish's uh, no. London-centric no, 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 attitudes no, no. really we, leapt out? Okay, no. Wait, no, wait, let me. I don't because, know, I'm not going to accept it. We're all from the same place. Yeah, but this I know. But I, I think sense. that is common knowledge that. Midlands derbies, uh, West Midlands derbies are traditionally West Brom, Wolves, Villa, and but Birmingham. But this argument against me doesn't make sense. We're from the same place in London. Yeah, but you, you're, you, you, haven't, you haven't abandoned the London-centric knowledge. And you have. Clearly, because I, I at least know that they're not rivals. Okay, and okay. that West Brom are traditionally rivals. To be, okay, Wolves, fine. To be fair, I'm looking the at Villa, Wikipedia now. Birmingham. West Brom and West Midlands and Leicester. But to be fair, like they're close. They're in the middle of a country. They're not in the same county. They're in the middle they're of a country. And... Brighton and Crystal Palace aren't in the same county. But that's, 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 a, but that, but that's not a local it's a, derby. It's a, it's a derby based on a motorway, basically. That's like saying... But they're not really that close, they're are they? Still in the middle. That's they're like saying Midlands. London clubs are, are all the London clubs should be rival with Brighton. No, none of us should. That's so, a, but, but that's no, it's separate. not. No, but West Brom and... Mid, you know what? Le- Leicester's not in the West Midlands. No, East Midlands. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm being... I'm, I'm, still I'm, in the Midlands. Midlands. The next sorry, yeah, sorry, Midlands. I need to... Nish, right. Leicester are in the East Midlands. West Brom in the West Midlands. I don't, I don't actually know if that Midlands is where they are. Good night. I actually don't know if it I is the West Midlands. I just looked it up. Anyway, anyway. Going on to the next game. Nish is 100% wrong here. <laughs> if, <laughs> you, did, no, you didn't, you didn't even get to your Spurs. I haven't done my Spurs game. I'll put a poll on Twitter, you know. If... Leicester and West Brom is a derby, which it isn't. <laughs> if you think it is, go ahead and vote yes in the poll. Um, but yeah, do I need to say the Twitter again, or have I rinsed it? At Benchpod with Sam. Oh, thanks, yeah. Nish. Okay. Um, at Benchpod with Sam. Thanks, Max. At Benchpod with Sam. Can I please talk about Wait, the Tottenham What's the at again? I think it's. I think it's at Benchpod with Sam. Is it? Okay. I thought at Nishol underscore sp. I don't know who that is. Oh, I gotta get would it you in. like to do? Your I would really Sam. like to do my prediction, but Nish keeps talking. So. um I've gone for I've gone for a Spurs win against Everton, but yeah. scraping it two one to Spurs. 
Um, I'm I'm not surprised you guys picked uh, picked a draw because we we know you both hate Tottenham and have an agenda. But um, no, I mean, no, 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 no. I'm not actually I'm not actually surprised because because well, because it is it's it could be a draw quite easily. Um, it's not a game that I like I'd write Everton off for, mm. and it's not a game that I have full confidence in Tottenham for. Um, especially, especially we've got so many games coming up with um in September with Europa League qualifying and then um. Um, League Cup fixtures in addition to Premier League fixtures so it's a busy time um, this is our first game of the season and I'm I'm hopefully I'm going hopefully for a 2-1 win for my team Spurs going on from Sam's team to my team Brighton Chelsea I'm looking forward to this the first game where we all link up we're getting ready to see Frank Lampard's Chelsea in fruition um, I've gone for or we have gone for um, Chelsea 3 Brighton 1 that's exactly what I've gone for okay, I've got the exact here's same the thing. I was going for a clean sheet and Max refused mm-hmm. Max refused that and okay, Ben Shilwell will be injured he will miss that first game unfortunately Thiago Silva imagine Thiago Silva's Chelsea debut it could be at Brighton just deep that what's wrong with that from Paris to the south coast but anyway south coast is beautiful I'm sure it's bit, I'm looking forward there recently. to seeing yeah. Chelsea yeah. okay that was great um, yeah <laughs> I was going to say um, with uh, Nishal had much more of a uh, attack uh, winning mind, uh, mind for that game believing that Chelsea were going to go for a I believe 4-0 but um of course, of course he did. He is right to have uh, such optimism with uh, the signings that they've made. Which, mm. if it was for a team which I supported, I would be proud of. But, um, but alas, I think with <laughs> recent form, <laughs> as the two teams have recently played, Chelsea were unable oh, to keep on. a clean sheet. I, d- I, d- so, yeah, I, I, no, I, I do not believe that uh, they friendly. are. They scored from a penalty. Chelsea are still. I'm not convinced by Chelsea at the back. Um, You're jealous. Exactly. I don't. I don't think Thiago Silva is a game. The game-changing exactly. centre back signing they think he is at 35 years old. Exactly. You're um, jealous because he finished sixth, and you. I, if you'd let me actually have my uh, analysis of of Chelsea's defence. Go ahead. Uh, I feel like you need a right back. Um, what? Who are you playing at right? Right. Oh no. So you got. You've got Azpilicueta. Azpilicueta. James. I've James. I feel James back. needs to start ahead of Azpilicueta. More, I, I've got Azpilicueta. Um, the left back situation. They've got Chilwell who's come in and solved it. I don't know why Alonso's still at the club. Um, Emerson will go though. Emerson will go again. It, Chilwell, Chilwell isn't single-handedly gonna uh, transform the defence. I feel like Thiago, Thiago, neither is Thiago Silva, especially oh, at his age. Thiago Silva. Thanks. I, I I just think that um, I don't see Thiago Silva as a game-changing signing. He's not really because their Chelsea's defence was problematic last season. Who are the other centre backs you got? Zuma, Zuma Christensen, Rudiger, Tomori. Tomori. Tomori's probably going out on loan. Tomori's the most promising, but he's probably, as you said, going to go out on loan. Zuma's the best for me out of those four. But the, I think that's that's not good enough. If Zuma's if out like you'd probably say Thiago Silva was your best centre back in it. Absolutely, yeah. Okay, but if if Zuma's the best of the rest, I think that's not really not good enough, especially with Kepper in goal. Okay. Um, well, I think Thiago Silva's the signing we needed. We needed a leader of the back. We needed an experienced player, one who was a serial winner, one who was actually going to transform the defence. Thiago Silva's going to be in the Premier League for, probably, I'd say, maximum two years, two seasons. Okay. And that it's a risk. Well, it's, 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 it's a potentially high-risk, high-reward thing. Uh, sorry, low-risk, high-reward, because he's not... He's not coming... He's not... Um, he's not... He didn't cost anything. He's coming in... 
being an experienced player. I was, no, wait, can I let? Yeah, hang on, hang on. Okay, he's 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 thirty five years old. Never played in the Premier League before. Probably mm. slowing down, and there's a high chance he might not cope. I'm not saying he won't, but I just I just don't really. I don't. I don't think Chelsea fans are treating him like a game-changing mm, signing. Because when he's, he is, but he's really not. Like he clearly is. He's Look not gonna. That. He's not the man to turn around the defense. Exactly. At all. Really. Exactly. He's. Oh. I, I. I have faith that he is a good defender. And he's, yeah. He, he is a step forward in mm. the right direction for Chelsea, and will hopefully be able to pass on his experience and knowledge to the other defenders there. But I do not believe that he is a centerpiece for Chelsea. Exactly. A hundred percent. He's Can not. I... He only has a, his clock is ticking. Okay. And Chilwell isn't the the defensive guy, even though he's very good. Yeah. Fifty million is a lot. Can I lay my stance on Thiago Silva? When he was I think you have linked, already. No, no, because I didn't give a context. When it was first linked, I said I wouldn't take him for those reasons. He's a short-term fix for a long-term project. He's got maybe two years. We need someone who's actually going to fill that void. Mm-hmm. Now we've got him, I'll accept him. I'll say, okay, you're Chelsea. So player, now you've got him, I'll your opinion suddenly changed. No, it's not suddenly changed. I said, look, I wouldn't take him, but if we get him, I will accept that. And I will look at the positives because mm-hmm. there were positives. You know, yeah. we needed that sort of player. And whether it goes in an awful direction or a brilliant direction, we have to wait and see. But I'm very optimistic. So, so what you've just admitted to is abandoning your entire previous beliefs because this man no, signed for your club. You just, you just said, you just, you just said, you just said, you just no, said, you, no, 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 hang on, no, no. let me repeat what you just said. You I'm just, not, you I'm just said to me, I wasn't, I didn't want him, but if he comes to my club, I will I ignore, I will, I will, you I said I will look no, at the positives. And now you're talking about him being the centrepiece of your defence. Yes, okay. because look, things change, right? There is a difference. There is a, don't try pull the microphone away the from microphone me. To yourself. Ra- long story short, to wrap this up, didn't want him originally. I said I would um, take him and support him if that was a case. Nish trying to I say wrap it up him. like he has to get the <laughs> last word. Nish is dragging it out. Next prediction. No, hang on. Can we just, Nish had to try and get in the last word there. Nish is quite clearly outvoted by me and Max but you know if, if Sarah Silver proved us wrong anyway we're arguing over whether Brighton score a goal here um, you've said what 3-3-1 three, 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 I said 3-1 as well I, I'm predicting like I don't know a, a bullet header from one of their centre-backs to take the lead and then Chelsea will come back with like three goals um, so Nish's delusions uh, are interesting but we'll go we'll go on to the next the result assist, Sheffield, and, Sheffield United and, and Wolves him. Sheffield Wolves. Um, well, I mean, I'm we have a. Um, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you need to. Uh, we have a one all draw. Um, I mean, the two teams which have had uh, pretty high achievements compared to uh, where I personally would have expected them to be. Um, I think Nishal was leaning more towards Sheffield United, but I believe that uh, it, uh, uh, the two teams are pretty evenly matched. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I believe they'll come out to a one all draw. I've gone for a two-all draw. I think the teams are evenly matched. Um, last time, who's that came away with the win? I think it, it was, was one 0 Sheffield United. Yeah, very last, last minute. minute. Uh, what's his name? John Egan. John I think. Egan, yeah. and that's what influenced our prediction as well. Because I said, look, if it's going to be tight. Both of mm. the games last season very tight, decided by a very split mm. decision at the end. I think they're too tight yeah. to score. Right and even now. even though Sheffield United don't score that many goals, as we uh, heard earlier in the quiz, um, they are. I, I still think they are going to be able to expose Wolves a little bit who are very good going forward and they're definitely going to get some goals of their own. So I've got, that's why I've gone for a 2-2 draw. Uh, quick question. If you have like quick fire answer, who do you think is going to finish higher? Sheffield United or Wolves? Wolves, 100%. Really? Yeah, definitely. I don't need to think what twice. What do you think? Wolves. Both? Okay. 
I think it's harder to call between those two. We have to wait a bit. Sheffield United fell off towards the end of last season and mm. kind of it got the luck Wolves ran also out fell a little down bit. A bit. Remember not that. as badly as Sheffield United. Not as badly, no. But um, so I think their luck kind of ran out for Sheffield United. They were pushing their luck the whole season. Not to say that I've, that Chris Wilder doesn't deserve the plaudits he uh, he got because he did an incredible job. I said he was manager of the season in in, in the end of season mm. awards. But um, yeah, I think Wolves have a much more promising future than Sheffield United. But not to take anything away from Sheffield United with the players that they have. Um. We'll go on to the two postponed fixtures that we will come back to at a later date. So first up, Burnley versus Manchester United. We have gone for a 2-1 win for United. Um, I think Donny van der Beek is a very interesting signing. Um, you spoke about it last week mm-hmm. on the episode. Um, the quote, no defender, just vibes. I think <laughs> sums it up. No really vibes. does. But just in vibes. all honesty, that midfield... Think of maybe Pogba and Matic as defensive midfielders. Pogba, sorry, no, Imagine. Pogba's not a defensive He's midfielder. Not, Pogba has no defensive needs. ability. He doesn't. he doesn't. That's why you can't have Pogba, Fernandez, and Van der Because there's no balance, just fine. There's no balance. But um, United, I think they can start stronger. You know, they've made a good sign in Van der Beek. Um, Burnley, they've got that same, you know, they're still a solid team. They've got discipline. But I think United should come out on top. And we kind of agreed on that in consensus whenever that game could be that should be a United win did Max make you put in the Burnley goal probably Max thinks Max thinks everyone's sleeping on Burnley as always people <coughs> want to sleep on Burnley I think Sean Dyche is one of the most underappreciated managers in the league do you know what he says it's because Sean Dyche played for Millwall that's did it did he I, I didn't know mm-hmm. no, sure I actually, <laughs> sure I, I actually just really like his voice I wish I had his voice <laughs> but um, I also like uh, the the, fo- the the football. He likes Brexit. It's the basic football. He likes football. Brexit. No, we can't I think play Brexit. People, people have um, overcomplicated football in the last sort of, I don't know, decade <laughs> oh or so. Oh my God. You Look sound like it's time to bring, bring, like it, bring it back to the old, old football. Football would be overcomplicated. And so bringing it, I think that um, their simple form of football is my God. effective. I've never heard Maybe we'll not win them games. We'll not win them championships, but it will solidify their position in I've the league. I've never heard anyone talk about so. the football that Burnley played this positively. It's absolutely Do you not you terrible. Terrible. No, you I'm sound not. Like a Burnley It's not like fan. they do it in an, a properly effective, somewhat attractive way like Atletico do. Football but does not have to be attractive. I agree. Mourinho's got his, uh, got his whole career without playing attractive mm, football. Exactly. But... Um, Atletico's football isn't attractive to be fair, but they do it. They've got the players to do it. They win trophies as well. They win trophies. Obviously, Burnley don't have the budget or the reputation that Atletico have. Hmm. But just something about Burnley that makes them awful to watch. And I don't know how you can make. (laughs) Anyway. You can't even name what's wrong with it. But anyway. It's it's ridiculously direct, ridiculously negative. but it's effective. I, I think the goal. Results. I think the main point always. about the goal is not just Burnley's upside. I think it's also Manchester United's downside. As right. you said, what the phrase which you both use about the Van der Beek signing? No defending, just vibes. Exactly. So with a lack of defensive, it's uh, power, probably not Matic. Uh, mm. Burnley may be able to capitalise on that, which is why I believe that it's most likely that they will be able to get a goal mm. on it, but will unable to will be unable to control the mm. game. I've gone. I've gone two 0 to Man United. Um, so I've gone with them to win, but not Burnley scoring. I think they'll be able to get away with um, not conceding in this match. But I do agree. I share your concerns it's about Manchester United's defence. Split up a bit is your no, no, admiration no. for Burnley, shall we say? Yeah, ma- <laughs> I, I've never I heard. I've never heard Max speak so I've positively s- about Burnley. <laughs> 
But um, yeah, I reckon I reckon this will be like a, a Martial go and a Fernandez penalty or something like that. But um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so we'll go on to the final result, which is Sitte and Villa. <laughs> Do you want to go first this time? It's uh, Villa at home, isn't it? I will double check it because no, no. I can see that. Do, do, you, know, do you not want to go first? Oh, uh, no, you go on. Well, yeah. okay. we'll mention. So, um, yeah, do you want to mention first? Yeah, I think this first? was kind of the easiest one for us to yeah. say. Of Yes, football's unpredictable, but Man City, the wealth mm-hmm. they have, even if Villa do get Oli Watkins in, a first game against, you know, still one of the most oh, attractive teams. That's my fault. Still one of the most attractive teams in the league. Um, we went for 4-0 Man City Ooh. I think it's revenge season out there at the moment for City I it's think gonna, that they uh, Guardiola's angry yeah, and he's going to go they, they, they need to remind the league about the team that they were you that Liverpool the tweets. Aren't the, won't be remembered as one of the greatest from this era they need to reclaim that sort of title and um, yeah playing at home with especially uh, even though the stadiums are empty they're used to that so I'm sure they won't have to adjust too much <laughs> Jesus but, um, Christ they, I, they. No matter the situation, they, um, they. I think the season will perform, and mm-hmm. there's a, a big emphasis and push for it. So yeah, yeah. I've gone for three 0 Manchester okay. City. So just basically along the same lines, but um. If Aguero is fit, you can Aguero see him fit. getting straight. In on oh yeah, goals. definitely, definitely. Um, but yeah, you, Max basically summed it up perfectly. Revenge season for them. I think they're going to win the league. I've got them down to win the league uh, as well. I think pretty comfortably actually. But um. Really? Yeah. I think tighter. You're a Chelsea fan. Yes. Anyway, we'll just leave. We'll leave it there you before Nish. You didn't take title to who? Yeah, I know. I, I, I also think. I also think Chelsea will come second. Yeah, and that's City will, be, City will be streets ahead of them. But um, well, we'll, we'll still, we're going we're to stop the podcast there before Nish gets onto another rant about or delusional rant, I should say, about <laughs> Chelsea. But um, that is the end of this podcast. Thank you so much. To what should I say? Thank you. I mean, this podcast has been absolutely. <laughs> I shambolic. think it's the finest. Episode. It was. It's one of the funniest episodes we've done so far. Um, shambolic. Thank you so much to Nish for coming on. My pleasure. Thank you to Max for coming on. Cheers for having me. Have you got something? I know you. I know you guys have things to plug. I don't know. I'm asking you. You go, you go first, Nish. Um, yeah. So if you want to read some of my work, you can go to my blog, Nishal's blog, which is nishalsblog.com, where I write about football, politics, and I have some interviews. And you can follow me on Twitter at nishal underscore sp. Max. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> Not saying Instagram or anything. Do you want to plug my blog as well? Not really. Um, so I say, uh, yeah, read yeah. some of the show's articles. Yeah, I mean, uh, you're really looking at some top articles here, which you might be missing out on. So make sure you go read those. Nishalsblog.com. Oh God. Anyway, uh, as I said, thank you so much for listening, and if you made it this far, God bless you because this has been all. <laughs> this has been a disaster. But um, yeah, thank you so much for listening. Um, it'd be great if you could listen to some more episodes. Uh, give the podcast a follow on Spotify, subscribe to it, and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. That really helps. Um, and if you can listen to some of the politics episodes, which are called the backbench, as said earlier, um, if you've got any inquiries, questions, interested in become uh, interested in coming on the podcast, anything like that, uh, email me at benchpodofsam at gmail dot com. Uh, tweet or DM me at benchpodofsam on Twitter. I had to get the Twitter in again. Um, didn't or, mention it. I didn't, yeah, I don't think I mentioned it enough, actually. What uh, was it again? Benchpod with Sam. Benchpod with Sam. Do you want to say it as well? At ah, sorry. At benchpod with Sam. <laughs> At Benchboard with Sam. Thank you. Um, you have to say that again. So yeah, if you didn't catch it, it was um, at Benchboard with Sam. Nobody's gonna get through this part. Nobody's gonna get through this part. We've gone for about two hours. They clicked off as soon as like <laughs> finally the Sam. They clicked off and was like, "Our guest today, our Nishan Sam." No, no. Nishan Max even.
Um, I need to say the, the Instagram. The Instagram is at BenchPod. Excuse me. Big... At BenchPod with Sam. No, no. The ins- sorry, this has been a disaster. The Instagram is at BenchPod. Um, yeah, exactly. Unless you got it wrong. That's why I had to cut. But thank you so much for listening. You're a saint if you did. And I will see you soon.